Welcome to Fans of the Genre 14 for February 6th, 2017. I'm Brian Swanson. I'm Mikey Krieger. And I'm Rhodes Clark. You guys thought you were you were ready, but I proved that you weren't ready. I didn't you say I was ready. Name. I never said I was ready. <laughs> he didn't change my name last week either, so now the joke is um, dead. I... It'll come back. Shit. It'll come back. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. Hey, what'd you guys think of that big game? Yeah, it's a, oh. it's a good game. The two teams, they... Brought their their A games. Uh, yeah, it was the Atlanta Steelbirds and the New Dunshire Thumbpads. Uh, uh, Got it. Anarchists. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're not going to shit on sports. If you you know, if you're interested in the Super Bowl, have fun. I am making wings. I'm, I'm excited. Wait, you guys are actually watching it? Yeah. No, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm actually really <laughs> into football. Oh. Uh, my dad invited us over, um, to, to, to watch it. And he's like, I know you don't care about football, but there's going to be good food. You gotta go watch the commercials. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, I'll go and Uh, visit my dog. You can go watch for a minute. You can go watch, uh, Lady Gaga. Lady. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. I go for the food. I love cooking. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm making myself tacos. Nice. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere or doing anything, but. Are you going to be alone? Um, well, I think my roommate will be here. Oh, but, cool. like, no, nah, I, I don't want to go out and deal with it. Like, I don't really care about either team. I, I yeah. care far less about one of the teams. So I do have somebody I'm rooting for, but, um, yeah. Yeah. I, well, we'll see. Well, we already know who won. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, so, they won. They, yeah, they, they, they won real sure good occasion. They that sure was, did get more points than the other team. Yeah, when and when the yeah. uh, the white guy threw the ball. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. Love, he threw it real far. Yeah. I love like post game like interviews or like mid game interviews when they're like, "Oh, we're gonna throw the ball. We're gonna win the game." Yeah. What, what's your strategy for this one? Well, we're gonna grab the ball and not let go of it. Uh, so there's yeah. actually a really funny thing on the uh, on the Pro Bowl. I didn't watch the Pro Bowl, but I saw the highlight where like after the first quarter, nobody had scored, and like they had the the coach like actually live um is andy reed and like since it's not a real game like they could just have them like on the broadcast in the middle of the game and they're Um, like oh like do you feel bad that uh you know that nobody scored like it's a really defensive game he's like oh no we're gonna score right here like like as the play starting he's like alex smith is gonna throw it over here to uh i forget the the player he's like Mm -hmm. he's like yeah like this next play we're gonna get it alex smith is gonna hit this guy on the the deep fade and like sure enough that's exactly what happened like while he was on air he's like yep there we go there's the points and it was just like, uh, it was like a really like awesome, like calling a shot. It's like, oh no, we're going to score like a 40 yard touchdown right here. Like, don't worry. Damn. Yeah. It was crazy. It was awesome. That's cool. But yeah. Uh, the, I, I know I do. Th- oh, sorry. Uh, my roommate's really upset that uh, Rob Gronkowski isn't going to be in the game because he's just a fucking cartoon character. He's too busy yeah. drinking monsters. God, he's <laughs> Gronksters. Uh, so I, I listened to the Bill Simmons podcast and like, I love how like really weird they get. Like he's bi- like a big football gambler and uh, mm-hmm. they're like going over like the prop bets, which, and one of them was, uh, well, Rob, the, the over under was 2.5 on how many uh, buttons Rob Gronkowski's going to have buttoned down on a sh- like dress shirt. Cause he, cause he always has like two or three like buttons undone. And it's just like his bare chest while he's like in a suit. It's just yeah. very absurd. And like, I saw that prop bet and it's like, See, like, this is how I get into gambling, is by, like, betting on stupid shit, like, how many buttons, like, down is Rob Gronkowski going to be? It's dangerous. I, I can get on yeah. that. Yeah, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually, like, super into that. Um, yeah. Well, we love games here, including the big one. The but big today one. we're going to talk about video juegos. Yep. Um, as we do every week. Uh, we're going to start with our topics. And, Brian, you have a question posed here as your topic, so why don't you... 
Just do it. Do you guys ever feel like you get this like fatigue at the end of a game that you're playing? Like yes, almost as though you just don't want to finish it, even though you've clocked in like 27 hours. Do, so when you say you don't want to finish it, is it like you're tired of playing it and you don't want to play it anymore? Or you're like, uh, so, what do you mean? Yeah, pretty much. Like I'm just yeah. like, I'm getting through kingdom hearts. So I know I've got a, a last hour and a half and it's just like, Oh my god! I just just ended half an, an hour and a half ago. Oh, okay, yeah, I get that a lot. Um, yeah, like that's how I am with most open world games is that I get like pretty deep into them and then I'm like, that was good. Um, yeah, I did that with Watch Dogs too, and like I, mm-hmm. to be fair, yeah. I spent a lot of time just dicking around in Watch Dogs too, like actively avoiding doing the story, like not because I didn't like it, I actually really enjoyed the story, and every time that I like forced myself to do it, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot like how well written this game is. Um. But I just had so much fun just, like, running around and, like, things that I shouldn't be driving on the street and, like, uh, like forklifts and, like, just causing mass chaos and just being a dickhead. Driving little like, smart cars into buildings. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, by the time that I had, uh, like, it was probably, like, 40, 50 hours by the time I, like, got, like, near the end and I was just like, you know what? I had a good run. Yeah, I, uh, I've been sort of feeling for a couple years now that, like, maybe games aren't great at telling stories and oh yeah um well i mean that's not like a a unique take to have you know i think people have been criticizing that for a while but like i I get this way uh i love uncharted i get this way with every single uncharted game where it's like (laughs) oh this is going on for like four or five chapters too long actually Mm -hmm. probably like 10 chapters too long like i feel like these games end three or four times before they actually end and uh yeah, I get like I love Uncharted, but I get yeah. tired of it. I, I just want it to be done. And well, the only reason I'm playing through it is to like get that story because they do like Naughty Dog does a good job with characters and like I like watching them interact and learning more about them. But sometimes the gameplay is just like padding to get to that. Yeah. Did, um. Whenever you did that like Twitter uh like quiz thing where it's like oh for however many likes I'm gonna answer like these like oh, yeah. reading questions like, I never got thirty likes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you did the one like like oh like a video game character you like seem most like and it's like yeah i don't know like i'm not really like a violent sociopath so i can't really <laughs> say like who i think i identify with as a video game character uh, i didn't say that but yeah absolutely no no i, no, I said that that's yeah. how i like looked at it i was like sure yeah i don't know like i'm not like nathan drake i'm not gonna go like you know like swindling and fucking people over like there aren't very many like likable like game characters that's like i want to be like that like at least yeah. realistically right and even for um go, going back to like the end of game fatigue thing like i love games like gone home and firewatch and those like sort of short contained stories and stuff yeah but even by the end of like i love firewatch even by the end of it i was like okay i need this to end there's yeah. a part where like you have to basically walk across the whole map or maybe i missed <laughs> a shortcut or something no i know you it, had to walk across the whole map it sucked and it's like fiery and yeah yeah uh, and it was like emotional and, and stuff, but um, yeah. I was getting a little tired of it. My, my roommate Carl said that exact same thing about Firewatch. He was just like, mm. it, it ended like right as I was getting tired of it. That's a good thing. I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, like, but I was, uh, yeah. It's a game that at like very least seems like it suits itself to like a, like sit down, play the entirety of it and then like finish. Yeah. And like, cause it's like right in that like four maybe five four, hours five, yeah. Yeah. um and so it's like totally plausible um like i think you said that you like stopped halfway through abzu is that right rose <laughs> uh i'm like probably 80 or 90 percent of the way through and i just haven't yeah like i can't I, I was like okay cool you're never gonna finish that game like you need to start yeah. and finish that game and it's only like <laughs> two hours i know like I know. it's not it's not even as long as journey yeah. um but like yeah it's a game like firewatch uh, like, yeah, I feel like you at least feel pressured to like, try to like get it done in like one sitting. Um, um, I played that every night like, for about a week. So yeah. And, and like, and Firewatch actually does like have like a pretty good like saving system and like way of like yeah. breaking it up. But, um, and I think I played it in like two sittings, but like yeah. it just to me, it's like not something that I want to like, like play over like a pretty like significant period of time. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's just the mm-hmm. way I like consuming like. I think now, like, the Netflix era of TV, like, that's how I like consuming, especially, like, narrative-intensive things, like... Just, like, Firewatch. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I, I feel like I want to get most of it because, like, we're now, like, not disposed to, like, retain that bit of information for, like, a week and then, like, like have all of that knowledge, like, in the forefront for whenever you pick it back up. Like, now it's just so rapid. Like, I think that's just, it might just be me where, like, that's just yeah. how I like consuming my, like, story-driven stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, like, with Terrace House, like, I couldn't just, like, watch take an episode. No, I, I I will take every terrace out shot. Hello and welcome to fans of the house fourteen yeah. for February sixth, twenty seventeen. Well, roads got caught up. Now you need to, Brian, on Aloha yeah. State. Wasn't that Aloha State. so fucking sad? Yeah, let's not so get into it. Do I just watch yeah. Aloha State, or do I have to watch? No, you can watch Aloha State, State and be fine. Yeah, okay. no, there's there's yeah. no sense of continuity. Um, yeah. I I do think the um well, it does have forty six episodes, so um. I do feel like last season was better, um, but that's not a slight on this season necessarily. Like last season, we cannot get into this. No, not anyways. I I I will because I'm at the end of uh, Kingdom Hearts: Chain of Memories, and yeah, like I actually finished the original game, and I'm now doing the the backwards playthrough you have to do to get the full story, and it's it's a lot quicker. Like they actually like trimmed a lot of fat with it. Um, but I'm at like the, the end of the game where it's just sort of like a boss marathon mm-hmm. and it there, I spent like an hour last night, at, like two o'clock in the morning fighting this really cool boss fight that I had to just be totally like on it for like seven minutes straight to like, was it the Riku one? Uh, it was Riku against, uh, Lacius, the guy with the big oh. tomahawk axe yeah. sword. It's a good fight, but it was hard. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I got stuck, I think it was on, like, either the last or second to last, like, Riku fight, like, right yeah. at the end of the game. Like, I just got stuck, and I had to put it down, and I felt terrible because I wanted to finish that. Um, which is a, a totally different feeling. It's like, I legitimately, like, I don't have the cards, and I can't go back. And, like, I just, yeah, yeah. totally unequipped to take on this boss. Like, it was just, like, a really bad, like, save point. Mm-hmm. Um, where, like, so this happened to me on Bad and Kaidos on GameCube 2, where it's, like, I save right before a boss where I can't backtrack and like, I don't have another card based um, RPG where it's like, I just, I don't have the deck to beat this guy. That Um, weirdly enough happened to me with final fantasy seven. I actually have never beat that game. Um, Yeah. uh, Neither did I. I haven't either. um, But that's (laughs) because gamers, my, no, my third disc was scratched. Um, so so I, I could get to the end of the second disc and then I'd need to go back to the first because I couldn't I didn't have a playable version. Oh shit, you know what? I don't think I've ever beaten a Final Fantasy game. Same. Um <laughs> so I beat four. Yeah. And I, I I got so another like game that I couldn't finish, but it's because it just totally blew the fuck up out of its design was Final Fantasy thirteen. Or yeah. it's like it has the linear, like strict paradigm system, and then it just goes open yeah. world and just fuck. And like the thing that really screwed it over for me is that they just like threw out the paradigm system, where like mm-hmm. each character had three different classes that they could uh, use out of like eight. And then at, at the open world part, like okay, now anybody can be any class. And it's like, well, why did I just spend thirty five hours like making them proficient in their specific classes? It was right. awful. Um, but like I kind of like my roommate at the time really wanted to play it. So like, I watched her play through the end of it. So like I played through it that way, I guess. So like, yeah, like I experienced the entirety of final fantasy, but I just got so fed up with the system that, um, yeah, but otherwise it's, yeah, I think four and 13 hmm. and I'm close to beating 15 right now. Open world AF. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So I definitely feel that end of game fatigue. Um, but Let's, let's 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 switch to a different topic. Uh, yeah, switch. Um, that was a good one. Uh, I thank you. I uh, I recently um, bought a 2ds for Grace um, with like some extra GameStop money I had, and those things were only eighty bucks, and they're also really hard to find now. So I just sort of jumped on it. Nice. Um, she'd been going back and forth for like maybe a year about how she wanted to play Pokemon and. Uh, she loves Luigi's Mansion, so she like oh, Dark Moon is so good. Dark Moon, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I finally just like just did it, and now we have 2DS. And I thought it was an interesting time to buy a 2DS, but I guess the whole point of this is just to like let you know that if you don't have a 3DS, now is actually a good time because there's like six years of 
of games to play um and you'll get a lot of enjoyment out of it plus all the old ds games too yeah there's like 10 years basically um i don't know it's just interesting to like i don't think i've ever come into a console generation so late where like you buy the system and pretty much every single game that's ever going to be made for that system is out and you can just like experience the entire catalog if you want and just have like a, like a huge amount of games to play or you could just pick the ones that you really want to play and and it's all right there you don't have to wait um yeah and i so like- yeah she she got uh luigi's mansion dark moon which i haven't touched yet uh, mario kart 7 came with it she got pokemon sun and animal crossing new leaf and yokai watch she got a lot. Yeah. She sat. Um, <laughs> she sat for a little while, um, but she's really enjoying Pokemon Sun. And she, you know, we should get her on to talk about it sometime. But she had never played Pokemon, so this is her first oh, one. Nice. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a strange one to go in as your first one, but it's only strange to us because it's yeah. the only one because it, it's it changed the format a little bit. Um, yeah. No, and, and that's why I I think it's more interesting. Like, oh wow, like yeah. I'm kind of curious to see how like she enjoys that without the context of like previous Pokemon games. You know what she loves the most, I think it's just like petting her Pokemon and giving them yeah, food. Yeah. And no, the whole, it's, like, <laughs> it's really good in yeah. Sun Moon. Like I did yeah. that after like every battle. My, uh, so. my six year old cousin, I think this is his second Pokemon game. I think he played X and Y. Mm-hmm. He, I saw him last weekend or the weekend before. And he like forced me to pull out my 3ds <laughs> and like trade him a Pokemon. And just so that, evolve or something. That's my cousin. No, just to give oh. me a pokemon oh that's funny like he's like i love have it to do this like how, how much have you played and i'm like i'm sorry man i haven't played that much and he's like okay well i have to trade you a pokemon oh that's actually kind of awesome he was like kind of like full of energy at the time though so it was yeah. a little like much a little but too much yeah he's a great kid love you enzo cool <laughs> i know you're listening out there enzo thank you one day yeah um so yeah i, I don't really know what else there is to say about it but I, I'm excited to like give Fire Emblem a shot. Like it's her GDS, but she's she said like if I want to play it I can. She'll share. Um yeah. And um, I wanna give two like the, the Fire Emblem series and I wanna give that um Legend of Zelda game that came out for three D S the Oh Link, Link Between, Between Worlds. Worlds. It's dope. That, that's probably my second favorite Zelda. Cool. Like I had a three D S when it first came out and then I traded it in to get a Vita, which was probably a bad idea at the time. Um, but. Yeah, like I, I think with the argument that you're making now, where it's like, yeah, oh, like I can now get a cheap 2ds, which is still like mm-hmm. a fine system. Um, yeah, they have like a lot of really good games on those like twenty dollars Nintendo selects. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, like, you can get into those. Like, like honestly, like yeah, you play like the new like indie games on your Vita, and then mm-hmm. like right now, I'm actually kind of looking at a lot of like 3ds games, and I was like. I should play all these before I like I get my switch. Cause I don't know how mm-hmm. much I'm going to use it afterwards. Um, totally. But yeah, like I, I, yeah, like I've been playing my three DS the past few days and like, I went through like the eShop to re-download fire emblem and like, I was looking at mm-hmm. all the games in there. I was like, Holy shit. Like three DS has a great library. Yeah. Just yeah. like, just like very quietly. Um, well, I don't know about that. The, the fans of the three DS yeah. were very loud. But um, I think that like for a lot of like people who consider themselves like, like hardcore gamers or something didn't yeah. really get it. I don't know. Well, it's, it's, it'd be that it's like underappreciated then, mm-hmm. because yeah, like it's definitely underappreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the first the first two years of that thing were rough, like really bad. That's um, why I traded it in. It's like there's nothing to play. Um, yeah, because it, it launched with Street Fighter, Steel Diver, oh, um, and, like Samurai Warrior, and I I'd like. Yeah, and uh, pilot wings. I was working at GameStop at the time, and I like rented that one because you can do that as an employee. Yeah, and I was convincing myself that I loved that game. You know, it was one of those when you're like a kid and like the only game you have is like, your favorite game in the world. Which one was it? It was the Samurai Warriors. It's basically Dynasty Warriors, oh. but set in feudal Japan. On Vita, I guess they're all set in. No, it was on 3DS. Oh my uh, gosh, what? I don't remember that game at all. Um, I know Zelda or, or it launched with Ocarina of Time. Star Fox no, 64. it didn't. It didn't. We had to wait for both of those. Yeah, it, it was like three months for Zelda. It didn't launch with anything. <laughs> yeah, and then and then like another like four months for Star Fox. Like those came out in the first year, but it absolutely did not launch with them. Like yeah. that was the thing. It's like oh, you got to make sure they get one now, and so they're not sold out when Ocarina of Time 3D comes out. 
Like, yeah, that's okay, the whole well, thing. I, I broke my my regular DS, and so that's why I was so excited for my 3DS. Um, no, like, I, I was really excited for mine. Like, and, and honestly, like, I did enjoy like the like. I played a lot of Street Fighter when that came out, um, and I had like the um, like the AR games that came with it, and those were neat. And like, there was a yeah, lot for of like, like thirty minutes. I don't know. I, it was one of those like, and like I actually took like because that was I was in high school. And like mm-hmm. the 3D camera was like a really cool thing, and like it was it was actually mm-hmm. kind of like one of those really dorky like, oh wow, like look at this like cool new technology. It's like I can just take mm-hmm. 3D pictures. Yeah. Um, like it, it had enough on there to like kind of like keep me playing it regularly. Like, uh, like once Zelda came out, like I did that. Like I played through the original quest. I played through the, the Master Quest version of it. Um, and then Star Fox, like. For me, like I actually like thought it was like well paced because it was also like a good time for consoles, so like I didn't need to be yeah. dependent on it. Um, and then the ambassador games came out for oh, people great. Who, for the people who bought it early, and they're like after them they dropped the price like um here's like ten free Game Boy Color and Super yeah. Nintendo games. It's like I had to explain that whole situation to Grace. Uh, I didn't have to, but like that just sort of came up. Yeah, talking about the library and everything. That was such a wild time. I remember actually feeling pissed like that that whole thing happened um, but then being happy that i got those games it, it, it was just wild um, anyway i i 3ds was great i'm excited to play more um but i do have this crushing sense that i am not playing the games that i already have so we'll, we'll see how, how much uh, i actually dabble in the 2DS yeah library. you got metroid fusion uh yeah, yoshi's island minish cap fire emblem uh, one of the really good Kirby games, Wario Land, uh, mm-hmm. the Game Boy Advance Mario Kart, like it's, it's those were really good games. Yeah, yeah it's ten really good free games. Um, Especially Metroid Fusion. Yeah, Metroid Special. Fusion and Minish Cap. I played like like all the way through. Like whenever mm-hmm. I got them, I was like, it wasn't even like, oh yeah, I remember how cool this was and put it away. Like, I was like, fuck yeah, like these games are great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of Nintendo. They recently Gosh. released a couple of mobile games, and Mikey, take it away. They done did it, you guys. They have been so good at mobile. Like they've released two games in like two months, but mm-hmm. like so far, like I'm pretty confident that Nintendo knows how to do mobile, and they're gonna really actually like make that like game scene better. Like, because remember when the like, iOS actually was like one of the like like gaming devices that you should have. Yeah. Like they had like Infinity Blade. Um, and like every like a lot of like really cool puzzle games like uh, the, device six spell tower yeah there was a whole bunch of really cool stuff out there and for like a while. while like angry birds was still really novel um and like tiny wings cut the rope like there were a lot of really good like like small uh small scale games like on the ios and, like it's just been so yeah. flat like everyone's either like going down like the facebook game style like where it's like really like aggressively yeah, like it's the like the shovelware that used to be on the Wii is now on the App Store, mm-hmm. um, and so like it's just kind of been like a wasteland for really good games. And um, I mean, there's the Go series. Yeah, and that's what I was just oh, gonna yeah, say. So you have fucking awesome those games. Yeah. You'll get like a Monument Valley, which, um, like I, I honestly wasn't like crazy into. Like it's really pretty, but as like a that's puzzle one of my game, favorite games of all like, time. As a puzzle game, I was just like, eh, it's it's interesting. Um. Um, but anyway, yeah. so Nintendo's released Super Mario Run and Fire Emblem Heroes. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Super Mario Run is probably actually one of my favorite games last year. Like, it was it was really good. And then Fire Emblem is a series that I've always had, like, a really hard time getting into. Like, I bought Awakening on 3DS, and I think I bought the GameCube one, and I was just like, I, I just, I'm, I don't get it. I'm not good at these. Um, yeah. And then, so Fire Emblem Heroes is like Gachapon, like miniature version of the Fire Emblem games. Like I've been calling it Baby Fire Emblem because it's like a very simplified version of it, where it's not like, um, like the maps are never more than like an eight by eight grid, and it's never bigger than four on four. Um, where like since I've been playing Fire Emblem Awakening, and it's like, oh yeah, you have like nine people on your team, and then like you're up against like fifteen people on this like probably like sixteen by sixteen grid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and like having this like nice condensed version um where like there's a lot of characters that you recognize either through like um 
like the recent like wave of popularity or through like the characters on like smash bros um so like they have this like gachapon system where you um use like the in-game currency to uh basically do like a slot machine and like pull random heroes and like there's different ratings for heroes there's ones that are better that have different classes um and so far it hasn't been really abusive in how like you run out of like stamina to do more battles Mm -hmm. and uh Right. With like the orbs that you use to get new characters, and like I did, kind of like look through their announcements, and a lot of it is like, oh, we're doing this launch special where, uh, like, the stamina do, to do training is cut in half, and like, we're, you're we're not charging you any stamina to like uh, learn and equip new skills, and so like, it's a game that I'm actually kind of like actively trying to get all my uh, enjoyment out of before I think it's the twentieth where they uh, mm-hmm. start like having a little bit harsher um, like co- uh, costs for doing things in the game. Yeah, yeah. But so far, like I haven't put any money into it. I've done actually like, quite a bit of progression, and I'm really enjoying it. Like, It's really good at like teaching the mechanics and like th- some of the systems of Fire Emblem in a way that's like not too obtuse or like you're not getting so much thrown at you, which is, I think, my problem with Fire Emblem for the longest time. Is that like... I have a question for you about this. Yeah. Um... The people that I've seen talking about it on Twitter, I just downloaded it because I want to be able to talk about it, I guess. Um, but like they, I'm seeing more people talk about um, how much time they're spending rolling characters they want, and they already have um, like a some sort of emotional tie to Fire Emblem. Yeah. Um, do you think that it's still enjoyable for someone that's never played a Fire Emblem game? I have played maybe a total of like three hours across like six attempts to play four different games. So, like, I don't have any, like, real attachment to it. And, like, if you've played any tactics game, then, like, you're going to at least have, like, a general sense of what Fire Emblem is. Like, yeah. Like, my knowledge of it wasn't any re- really more than that. Like, it's just applying my knowledge from, like, Final Fantasy Tactics and Advanced Wars to, like, okay, it's like this, but with, like, kind of feudal, very Japanese. Um, right. Like, military. Huh. Um, but, yeah, like, it's, like, I know maybe, like, six characters and that's just because like they're uh, all in super smash, smash Brothers. yeah yeah actually like <laughs> like now at this point with the wii u ones like yeah yeah and also ike isn't in it from what i could tell which is kind of a bummer but weird whatever um dlc baby brian have yeah. you played it all uh i haven't only because like i think kind of like like mikey um i've played fire emblem games and while i think they're really cool they look really fun yeah i just i i can't I know I'm going to download it and play it for like 10 minutes and be like, Oh, I get it. I get it. And then yeah. I'll play it. Totally. Does it require an internet connection? No. Um, so wow. When, whenever you get past, so whenever you download the game, you open it up and then it has like a download for the tutorial. Uh-huh. And then you play through the tutorial and then it has like a bigger download for the actual like base game. Yeah. Hmm. And then beyond that, um, unless you're doing, I think the, um, like PvP esque matches. It's more of like you're playing like somebody else's team, like with an AI that like kind of knows their strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like kind of like how Super Mario runs. Like multiplayer is really like you're playing against someone's ghost. Like it's kind of the same way that there's like how they do multiplayer here. Um, and I think it's just like they need to like you know pull player data for you to play against. And yeah, I think it's only whenever you pop into that. Um, I was gonna say the only time I'd actually like give it a shot probably soon is I have a flight coming up next week and like yeah. maybe I'll download it for that. Um, so yeah, let me huh. actually try throwing my phone in airplane mode and seeing if I can still play it. Um, but yeah, like it's really simple. Um, I haven't noticed any. Okay, so it actually does seem like you need a connection, hmm. but it, it doesn't really. Yeah. Um, GG Fire Emblem. But mm. yeah, like. I'd, I've never noticed anything really like intensive that it was doing. Um, yeah. So if, if like you're worried about like data, I wouldn't. Yeah, um, okay. But uh, it is a bit of a battery hog, but it's but it's really pretty. Um, it's really easy to like the characters. Like they keep them at least in their original style, if not like updating the art mm-hmm. of like so even like Super Nintendo characters. They look like they're like the drawings of the like handbooks or the instruction manuals that came with games. Like it's really pretty and really charming. Yeah, um, they do a good job of introducing just kind of like the characters as like 
their like overarching personality, not necessarily getting into like gritty details. And like, there's a few references here and there where like, um, in awakening Robin was your character, like, um, like the player analog. Yeah. And like, but they actually kind of like wrote them into the story. And, uh, so like the main character is Crom in that game. And so Crom like always says like, yeah, you have a really weird vibe that's similar to like Robin, my pal here. And then Robin's like, yeah, like <laughs> we feel like we have a lot in common since like that's supposed to be the character analog. Yeah. Um, huh. So there's a lot of like cute things like that, that like even I could pick up on. Um, sure. And like, since like I've redownloaded Fire Emblem Awakening, a game that I put maybe like an hour into mm-hmm. um, and went like, and like having the knowledge that I picked up from heroes, like of like, okay, so here's how the like, um, like swords are good against axes, axes are good against lances and lances mm-hmm. are good against swords. Like picking up that mechanic, picking up on like how, um, characters get stat advantages when they're placed next to each other. Like heroes does such a good job of like simplifying it and like making it like incredibly accessible that like now I can take that into Fire Emblem Awakening. And like, I redownloaded it yesterday and I'm probably five or six hours into it. Cool. Like, and I'm wow. really enjoying it. Like awakening. Yeah. That game's cool. Like I played probably it's, about five or six hours and it's so really pretty cool, happy with it, but it's hard yeah. man. it gets yeah. so hard. Um, and so I am admittedly playing it on the easy difficulty, but yeah. with, mm-hmm. but with the permadeath still. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, uh, that's how I play XCOM. I turn on Iron Man and just play it on easy. Yeah. So yeah. like there's, there's, yeah, there's still a bit of like, it's not necessarily like really hard, but th- I do need to like, I can't just like totally. Yeah. Just dig yeah. around and like, I got to like the fifth mission after like not losing anybody and I lost two people. Um, oh, man. like, so like the mission where like the girl like, gets her like Pegasus and it's yeah. like, and it's like, Oh wow. Like you like trained the injured Pegasus to like, to be your friend. Like first thing an archer comes up and just kills her in one shot. I was like, Oh, bye. You're not in the story anymore. Um, which is like part of the appeal. Like I'm like, yeah, interested in like how the game handles like that character not being there now after like mm-hmm. she was involved in like the last like two or three, like conversation scenes. Like, yeah, like yeah. I, I, I totally get it now. Like I understand yeah. Fireblum and I'm, I'm actually like a little afraid that I'm going to become like one of those dudes. Yeah. And like, I should issue an <laughs> apology. Cause like two, epi- like two or three episodes ago, I was bitching about how much Fireblum stuff's coming out. And now I'm actually really yeah. excited about it. Anime boy. Yep. Yeah. Well, we've already sort of segued into what we've been playing, but I'm yeah. really curious, Brian, uh, to know more about Final Fantasy 14 and why you started playing that and how it compares to World of Warcraft. Uh, yeah. So I picked up Final Fantasy 14, the um, the MMO version of the final in the Final Fantasy series. I guess yeah. it's kind of a successor to 11. Um, my yeah. World of Warcraft guild and I were getting a little like bored with the current state of WoW if only because they haven't really released any new content to play mm-hmm. since the expansion with the exception of one raid. And we got about halfway through the raid. Um, we're having kind of fun, but we are also having a little bit of guild drama with a guy who <laughs> just sort of invited himself to, to try to take on a leadership role that no one asked for. Yeah. Um, so we all decided it was a, a good time to take a break because there really wasn't much to do and we could we could see the end in sight and b we just wanted to avoid this dude at all, all possible <laughs> so i love it i kind of low-key broke up with him um after <laughs> a weird night and um yeah now we're playing final fantasy 14 uh it's cool it it feels like you're playing a final fantasy rpg without a party mm-hmm. um but you're like navigating this massively like open world that has a very like clear like story path. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like it so far. I'm very lost and confused. And there are some things that I think look really pretty and other things that I think look a little like bizarre. <laughs> like the character models are really, are really beautiful, but I feel like the world sometimes lacks a little bit of character that like World of Warcraft kind of had. Huh. I think because the art style in WoW is so distinct and I'm, I've been used to it for like 11 years. years yeah yeah but i think it's really cool um cool. I'm only level 10 so i'm not super far into it but i'm really okay. excited to keep playing I'm excited it's also on sale for 20 bucks hmm. yeah, yeah no, I, I i looked at it because i was like oh yeah brand's gonna be talking about that and like i thought to like like that's really the only mmo aside from when i was like 10 and was really into runescape mm-hmm. uh yeah like final fantasy 14 a realm reborn was like the only mmo that i was actually like Again, like okay, I totally get why people like these. Um, yeah, yeah. For for whatever reason, like 
it was the right balance of like fantasy, uh, but not like I, the term I use like vanilla fantasy, like it's so unique and like, like final fantasy does have like this kind of like the general like theme and characters and races that they have, like are very charming. And like, that's actually my big complaint about 15 is that I feel like a lot of that's like kind of gone. It's this weird, like, um, like teen goth melodrama. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like I, and I forgot like how awesome, like just like the visuals in the world and like the the actual, like that, yeah, the actual like fantasy of final fantasy is like, it's like thinking about it now, I'm actually like really tempted to pick it up. I think we can play together cross platform. I was going to ask that. If we could, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like twenty um, bucks to pick up the game. Yeah, and you. W- the cool part about it, unlike World of Warcraft, is you only need one character because that character can can freely switch between jobs or classes whenever you want, and then you just have to level them all up separately. But hmm. a monthly subscription is twelve bucks a month. Don't you get a month. free like month trial too? Yep, yep. So like, so, that, so we could just play it for a month. I'm like, good. You still have to. Put the thirty bucks down though to get it twenty, but yeah, sorry twenty, yeah. And for us, because we're babbies that don't play on PCs, uh, the control scheme on a DualShock Four in Final Fantasy Fifteen is actually yeah. really, really good. Like it feels cool. so good to play it on a controller, and like I feel like that's the big hurdle is like, like oh, but like how are you going to handle like, like you know, hot mapping buttons and like because that's a big part of MMOs and like mm-hmm. like they use like the triggers to like pull like pull up like different menus so like they like the way that they map the buttons is very very well done and it actually like works for an mmo like i remember taking that away when i played the beta like two or three years ago like it felt like they said that they like designed the game in mind of like putting it on consoles and it was really well done yeah, yeah I think so. I'll, I'll give it a shot on my xbox controller this week just to see yeah, so I've played every single MMO, and uh, the best one is still Destiny. But uh, I'll give this one a, another. Destiny's shot. not an MMO, though. It's its <laughs> just, own experience. I'm just kidding. It's a shared world. Um, cool. Uh, I'm excited to hear more about that. Especially, so that's pretty much all I've done. Yeah. Um, I remember when I got that good bundle back in November of like 150 Itchio games. Yeah, that's for like. Um, that's where I got read only memories. It was like twenty bucks to get everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I right before we recorded, I downloaded a couple of them. Uh, read only memories being one of them, thinking that I was going to play that one. But I, uh, I've heard a lot over the last couple of years about uh, an indie game coming out in February called Night in the Woods. Yes, um, I'm. I have that pre-ordered. So cool. excited! Yeah, <laughs> uh, that looks to be like just a really smart and self-aware, funny and in- innovative platformer. Um, sort of like a narrative driven thing, but because the team is new or, you know, this is their first game and, uh, they, they've released two supplementary experiences, um, as just sort of like them figuring out how to make a game as a team. Cool. Um, so I downloaded the, I believe that's the first one. It's called night in the woods, longest night. And it's just you and your, or sorry, it's like four, friends sitting around a fire looking up at uh, like a star map basically and you it's very simple you just trace the constellations and make them and then they uh they'll talk about their like cultural significance and uh it's this really weird world because like they make references to real world places like italy and they all have like day jobs and they're but they're all animals and they're like 20 something year old animal like one's a cat one's a fox one's a something it's 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 a really cool look um but i like i thought the dialogue was really smart because it's you know you're doing these constellations and it's just really kind of a vessel to like see the friends interact with one another mm-hmm. um and one person was like talking about how this one constellation is a reference to someone who's a thief and they they said, screw the man, steal their diamonds. And then a character responded with, ah, yes, the revolutionary zeal of kids from the suburbs. Um, <laughs> and I just thought it's like, it's pretty, I don't, it was pretty good. I, I, I'd recommend it. I think it's pretty cheap. I got it as part of a bundle, so I actually don't know how much it costs. But the art style and the music and uh, the dialogue is very smart. Um, so I'm excited for that game. It made me want to play the other supplementary thing. 
and then also pre-order the game on PS4. Um, that'll be cool. So, and then yeah. that, that, and then and that which, comes out yeah. on the 21st. Yeah. Yeah. February 21st. So, so like just in time for me to like put a good dent into it before I have to play switch games, switch mm-hmm. it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> so then I've been playing more Hitman and I've only, since we last talked, I've only actually explored one new area. Um, which is good because I'm keeping pace with the whole like spend a lot of time in one zone before moving on thing that I said last week. Good. So was what you uh, live streamed yesterday, was that your first foray into that new world? Mm-mm-mm. No. Um, so that's okay. the second, uh, I guess it's technically the second location they released. Uh, it's Sapienza, Italy. Yeah. Oh, I was and, asking uh, if, if that was your first time playing that. Now. Oh, no, no, no. So I, I'd, I'd played the mission in that one and I played the one in Marrakesh but I was playing the uh, they just released new a new mission for that map a couple days ago okay. where you assassinate a hyper right wing um, political figure who's trying to make trying to appeal to younger voters by throwing a big beach party and rally um, <laughs> that game is so good <laughs> uh, I, I catch myself like thinking that I'm going to something's gonna go really smoothly and then someone sees what i'm about to do and then all shit or like you know it all goes to shit so yeah I have to like that's reset. why i asked because you were running around like you knew exactly what you were doing where it's like mm-hmm. okay i need to run through here like i can like cut past this guard before he comes through but just mm-hmm. each time it'd just be like you were caught trespassing <laughs> like yeah <laughs> like body found and just like it, you the way that it looked like you were playing it was like you were like totally like confident and you're like yeah yep like i got this i know how to do all of this exactly and just like every time you just like bust in your room it's like you've been caught trespassing and that's why it's honestly like one of the best comedy games ever <laughs> yeah it's like it, it does give you like a i wouldn't i wouldn't call it false but it gives you a sense of like confidence yeah um, and then it pulls the rug out from underneath you almost every single time well and i i remember um, one of your attempts like you went through and like you were you spent like probably like five minutes like using your like hitman vision to like how the fuck do I get in this room to get to this guy and then he just like walks out <laughs> and like starts like tying his shoe or something you're like yeah. oh okay pulled out the sounds pistol just shot him and we're like all right let's get to the helicopter yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh so you, you were you you oh. were watching the Paris mission I was doing something called escalation oh. missions where uh, they uh, so they'll give you one objective kill this guy with a silence pistol. And then you can move on to the next level where it's like, okay, kill that guy with a silenced pistol and then also kill this guy with a, with a pistol. And yeah. then there's five tiers to that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's funny. Like he just yeah. came out and tied his yeah, shoe in a like, corner and like, I was in a very open Like, like five area. feet away from you. Like, and yeah. just like perfect. Like he's got a big bald head and it's like, it's like, that, it just looks like a target. And, then, yeah. and it was just like, yeah, it was just so funny. You're just like. Like I could tell, like you, you didn't play with any like microphone or anything, but I could yeah. tell you're just like, how the fuck do I get into this room? And then he like literally just like walks out in front of you and like kneels down. <laughs> yeah. And I was and, like, like, technically there was no line of sight to any other guards. I'm using a silenced pistol, and it was like at the top of a staircase in this really like crowded mansion. It was it was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I had a good time with that. I watched you like backstage at a concert at one point in like mm-hmm. a, an, an outfit. And mm-hmm. there was like, I think just some controller awkwardness because you like walked up a, a, a set of stairs and mm-hmm. then you turn around and, and this girl's like, what are you doing here? And then you sort yeah. of like do a 180 and then do another 180 and then start walking down. And it was just like, uh, like the, the, the alerted phase started up yeah. and you just started like running away and it was <laughs> like, Oh, and you just died immediately. It was pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. There's a little bit of controller wonkiness, but it was that, I think I know what you're talking about. I was trying to, there's like a way to kill the dude when he gets on, on stage by like electrocuting the water behind him and killing him, I think. <laughs> um, and so the band that's playing gets off stage right in front of where the water valve is when he gets on stage. So like, I need to loosen this water valve, but there's this chick that's like watching me and she, um, if you get caught doing certain things, it's considered illegal. Um, so if she saw me do that, she'd be like, what the hell's going on? And then I'd get, killed basically so i was like i think i was trying to like make her move by going back and forth and like doing a 180 just like kind of bugging her to like get her yeah. to walk off but that never happened so <laughs> uh that game's great i'm gonna keep playing it and then the, I, I played it's a zone in or a, a mission in marrakesh um and i 
it's like a there's like a compound and there's a protest happening outside the compound in this kind of nice city but you can sneak into the basement and then disguise yourself as a masseuse and to kill your target while you're giving him a massage um, which is pretty fucking great <laughs> it's, i love that game i'm never getting a massage yeah um yeah that's about it for me um um been a good and, week. yeah i played a little bit of resident evil 7 oh, yeah. and it, it was way too spooky <laughs> like yeah for whatever reason a situation that's like technically plausible with like a mm-hmm. like just like a murder hillbilly um like i'm just like yeah this is just like a little too real for me and like the, the way that like you find and like it's the the first 10 15 minutes but like the like yeah. when you whenever you find the girl in the basement like in her like little room and like it's like it's so weird like this feels like something that like th- like there's a good chance is like happening and i'm like yeah mm-hmm. this is just a little too much for me oh uh, um, gotcha yeah yeah i was like yeah, yeah we- like I'm, I'm sure that like somewhere like in like a louisiana swamp like th- this is not totally improbable um and so for whatever reason like i think that just like rubbed me the wrong way um Trump but like <laughs> yeah uh but yeah like i i could see absolutely why people really love it and like i was just like no nah, this is just a little too much for me like a little, a little too spooky so um, we we started we kept going with Steve Gaynor's playthrough. Um, yeah. We actually haven't gotten past his first stream, so we're still very early, but we get to the point where you wake up at a table. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and you see. Yeah. Um, but before that, he got the fire axe. And yeah, this this is, goes back to what I was talking about last week with like how fun it is to watch developers play. But it's also kind of annoying because <laughs> he was so interested in how like in what direction your arm would be coming from when you swung at a wall. And then you could see the, um, if you swung the fire axe into a wall, you'll, you'll leave a mark and just keep leaving marks. And he loved the animation of whacking the wall and pulling it out so much that he did it. I want to say 200 times. He just like would go up to a wall and just start swinging at a wall. And it was like that sound over and over and over again. But what he was trying to like replicate was like, sometimes he'd be swinging from the right, but then other times he'd be swinging from the left with the same hand. Right. Um, <laughs> so he was trying to figure out like what made that happen, but he was, he's obsessed with like, he really, really likes the, uh, the body animations. And he was sort of saying that, like, if he had to guess, like your character is a fully rendered physical object, like a human, um, you can kind of see your toes when you're walking. Yeah. Um, but the way that things are moving, he, he thinks that it's like a fully rendered yeah. person. And by that, <laughs> I just want to clarify, like sometimes when you're playing a first person game, you're really just a floating camera with yeah. arms and a gun. Yeah. Uh, but like in some games, and I think Firewatch is one of them and maybe gone home, you can look down and see your feet and it, Halo it, two. In, Far, in Far Cry, Halo two. Um, and it adds to like a level of immersion. It's when they're trying to make it feel like you're actually there. Um, I think all the Halo games since two have done that, but you actually yeah. do see the character model at some point in Resident Evil seven. Oh, interesting. I don't think you actually see, you don't see like yourself playing as that character, but you do see the character yeah. later on in the game. There's a, there's a moment that I've, that someone clipped from his stream um, when he's like standing in front of a, like a spotlight basically. And yeah. he is, uh, he looks at the wall and he's just like obsessing over his, the rendered shadow. Like it's not just your player's image being projected onto the wall with a shadow and light there's actual depth to the way the shadows are rendered so like his right arm, like the the light's coming from his right his right arm projects a different shadow than his left arm like based on how much light is hitting it and how far away it is from the light it's actually pretty fascinating that he was able to recognize that um i don't think that that game does the like does justice to how like technically like fascinating and like really good that engine is Mm -hmm. because it's a it's a it's it's a really beautiful engine and and like i think steve gainer is like showing off like yeah what that looks like but it it almost looks as though it's like a launch era like like game in like some of the scale it it has i feel like they'll iterate a lot better off of it pretty soon yeah yeah i so uh, there must be something wrong with the encoding or decode i don't know but when his stream is really dark and I have to imagine that um, 
it might just be his gamma settings or the way it looks when it's it converted is. through Twitch, but it it's actually really hard for us to see what's going on. And I also think that has something to do with uh, just stream quality in general. Yeah. I always turn the, the brightness up a lot higher than it recommends me to these days because everything Same. is just too dark in video yeah. games. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we got to the really gross parts of that game and uh, it's actually a little too... can be a little too much for, for us. Like, Grace gets motion sicknesses pretty, pretty easily. So watching someone else play a game like that can kind of mess us up for a little bit. The, the dinner table? Yeah. That's a good scene. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um I'm really curious about the game. I'm really glad people like it. I don't think I'm going to ever get it and play it myself. But Yeah, no, I, I red-boxed it because I had that feeling that I wasn't going to actually, like, like really be into it. Like, yeah. Like, I've always liked Resident Evil. Um, but, yeah, like, this kind of, like, new era of, like, first-person, uh, like, the Outlast kind of horror. Yeah. Like, I'm just not, like, crazy into. Like, I, I'm, I like the kind of, like, ride feel of a third-person uh, survival mm-hmm. horror game where it's like, oh, like I feel like I'm along this ride, not like, like I'm gonna get fucking killed by a goddamn like mutant in a basement. Like word, yeah. Like uh, I, um, it, it it didn't feel super Resident Evil to me. Like I, like sure I didn't get far enough to like really get to a lot of the stuff, but um, you gotta beat it. Yeah, like I, like I, I really like it, and I f- like feel like it does the horror of like old school. Like it, it recreates like the feeling of being some of the original Resident Evils yeah. without like dealing with outdated mechanics. But yeah, something about like Resident Evil zero and Resident Evil four, like I love those and like that kind of like third person. Um, like, yeah, like, I, I just feel, feel like it feels like more of like uh, a roller coaster kind of experience as opposed yeah. to like, yeah, there's something about the first person horror that like is very, just like a little much for me yeah like and and i like watching it like i can do like a let's play or um i remember my girlfriend in high school was really into condemned and so it's very condemned yeah like we would (laughs) god damn it uh like she'd come over and like i'd watch her play that and i I was actually like really into it but for whatever reason just yeah yeah um go ahead brian oh i just think that i was gonna get snubbed for uh, on game of the year list because it came out so early yeah, but I think that it's it's very good. It's it's gonna get snubbed because uh, Mass Effect's coming out, and like, it's a very gonna be a very good game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I I like I, I get salty about uh what was it Fallout Four because it came out the same year as Metal Gear Solid and The Witcher, and like th- and those are really good games in their own rights. But like I just n- not even that like Fallout Four got snubbed for Game of the Years that it deserved or whatever. But like. I feel like that game just went totally under the radar because we had so many like really big, really great Interesting. Um, open world games. And I was like, but Fallout 4 was so good. I feel that I way so. about Overwatch last year, but... You feel like Overwatch got snubbed? Oh, no, I think Overwatch snubbed everyone and shouldn't have oh. been on any game of the year list because it just deserves its own article. Yeah, it kind of does deserve its own thing. It's like, yeah, we know this is the game of the year, but here's let's let's talk about everything it's, else. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I think it's really weird because yeah. a lot of those... like mobile like esports games they they build their followings and like they build their quality and like mm-hmm. right out the gate overwatch was like a hit like i don't think yeah. league was a big hit in its first year or anything like that like yeah, it, and and even, yeah. even then like overwatch was able to like like cross the barrier of like console and pc gamers and get like everybody into it where mm-hmm. i feel like with like league and dota like that's a very like specific corner that's like yeah like probably actually probably is like way bigger than overwatch is is like in terms of like fans and Mm -hmm. um like like i think the some dota championships were just going on and like seeing a lot of people really into that and like i totally forget that's like a huge like market yeah like but overwatch was just able to like kind of bridge all of the audiences together in a way yeah um Um, hot takeies well, no, we got to follow up on Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah. Are you giving up? No, no. I'm going to beat Kingdom Hearts today, and then I okay. I'm going to really like... I'm going to I'm gonna take some time and not start Kingdom Hearts 2 yet, and yeah. get some Dark Souls in. Yeah, I'm, cool. I'm actually tempted on the 1.5 plus 2.5 Kingdom Hearts thing that's coming out in March. 
it's like good. It's like the, the six like story important games. Like apparently like, the six best games. If you like, uh, I think I was listening to Beyond and like their Kingdom Hearts guy was like, yeah, these are the best six games. Like, um, so I'm actually like really tempted to pick that up just for whatever reason. Like the Kingdom Hearts like aesthetic, I'm just so into. I yeah. mean, one in Chain of Memories have taken me a total of about 70 to 80 hours. Yeah, and, and that's one of the games uh, in it is uh, Chain of Memories. So it's one, two, Chain of Memories, three, five, Birth by days, Sleep. Uh, yeah, Birth by Sleep, and then three, five, eight days over two. Jesus Christ, I hate that. But game. three, five, eight um, days over two is actually just the cutscenes, which is, I think, great. <laughs> Yeah, because that game was not like, very great. Yeah, it's it's the story of that, and then uh, of Recoded. Yep. So like, and it's fifty bucks. Like, I'm actually really tempted on picking that up just because I love Kingdom Hearts one and two so much, and I never got to play yeah. Birth by Sleep because I didn't have a PSP. Um. Yeah. Let's go into hot takes. Who's got one? Okay. Who wants to go first? Um, uh, my super original one is yeah. uh, the big super game is going to be won by the team with the most points. Go yeah, team. hey, I just got to say, the game last night was uh, the people that scored the most points. Yeah, you're right. They, oh, yeah, totally they won win. it with the they most points. Win. And you know what? I think that's what put them over the edge. Go team. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I was just going to ask if like football has like an electoral college, like, but, but I got more yards, so technically I won. Oh, technically Christ. I won. Yeah. <laughs> Oh like, boy! Anyway, I'm just presenting um, you an alternative winner. Mm. Yeah. All right. My hot take is that GameSpot and GameStop. Someone's got to budge. Someone needs to change their goddamn name. Like, or just go out of business. Did you guys hear about that Circle of Life bullshit? At GameStop? Yeah. Oh my god. That's. No, what is it? That doesn't surprise uh, it's, me. It's hard to explain. I'll just send you a Kotaku article. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's a whole thing. Like it. Yeah. It's it actually. Ugh. It's, it's just the way that, like, GameStop has, like, shady business practices to, like, upsell yeah. used products and, like, f- kind mm-hmm. of fuck people out of, uh, yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's a money-making scheme by totally. GameStop. I always go to GameStop and then buy everything at Amazon. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. that's actually what I do. It's, like, if, if there's, like, a really good used game, and I know that's how they get their money, so that's, like, really helping them out, but if there's, like, an actually like, good deal on a used game, like, I'll be, occasionally be like, okay, GameStop, you yeah. get this one. Um, I agree. I trip up over their names all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, my hot take is that Idle Thumbs is the best video game podcast out there. And uh, the reason I'm bringing it up today is because this week they announced that Idle Thumbs in its current state is no more. Oh. They are they're like canceling the the gaming. So they're still going to podcast under a different name, but they felt like it would be irresponsible or something to disingenuous yeah like they the last couple of weeks months the last year they've been sort of skewing away from only talking about games and they feel like it's too limiting so now it's just gonna be a general discussion show which i'm cool. fine with I'll, I'll follow it until the end but what made idle thumbs so good is that it's a bunch of developers talking about games and they'd often reveal things that you wouldn't think about um when it comes to games so i'm really gonna miss smart people talking about games and talking about games that I don't think I ever would have touched if it weren't for them. So Yeah, instead um, of dumb people talking about games like us. Yeah. <sighs> Lazy devs. Um, no, we could totally do podcasts on our favorite game podcasts. Because <laughs> yeah. when you said, one like, the, this is the one best. Of the joking, one of the joke things we're going to do with this show is, like, yeah, it's a show about the gaming industry, but more specifically about games media. So it's a media show about games media. Yeah, we yeah. just... Like it's talk about our Twitter feeds. Yeah. 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 Oh well, Arthur Geese today. Yeah. Uh, Arthur Geese has been good lately. Yes, he's so good. Anyway, um, this is a hot take and also a recommendation is to just go back and listen to uh, Idle Thumbs. Uh, I'm gonna miss the game stuff. They're gonna keep the feed going for a bit if it ever comes back, or if maybe they bring on different people to keep it going. But um, it's it's it bummed me out when I heard it this week. It's too bad. Thanks for listening to this show. It's called Fans of the Genre. You can listen to it every Monday before you wake up. It'll be there. Sometimes earlier. Sometimes earlier, yeah. yeah. Sometimes a day earlier, like last week. Um, uh, you can find me at Mikey Krieger on the, the tweets. I'm at Brian T. Swanson. Uh, shout out to my friend Jimmy at Mind of a Monkey for leaving that review. 
Yeah. Uh, he's over at Meta Podcasts. They're also very great. If you like Resident Evil, they've done a deep dive into like every single game with the exception of Seven. Um, yeah. And Jimmy co-hosts with my friend Paul, who watched me play Resident Evil Seven, so I'm sure that that one's coming. Uh, I'm at Rhodes Clark on Twitter. Um, if you like the show, rate us on iTunes, tell a friend, find us on Twitter at Fans of Genre or on Facebook at fb.me slash Fans of the Genre. And, uh, you can send us questions and feedback at both of those places. Hey. Totally. <laughs> Anything else? Any other closing thoughts? Um, no, let's, let's have a good week. Get back out there. Video games. Um, I feel like there's something coming out this week, but... I, I checked. There isn't really anything going on. Cool. Good. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll just be sitting here playing more Fireborn. Waiting for my big, Switch. I'll thinking watch, about the big game. Yeah, think, sit down and pontificate about the big game and its effect on our lives. Yeah. Ball throwing. All right. Ball Thanks touching. for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.